0: Open your Bibles with me to Acts chapter 26, actually, excuse me, Isaiah 66, and I'm going to read a verse in Acts 26, so Isaiah chapter 66, thank you, worship, you guys are awesome, man, you guys rocked it today, you guys did an awesome, awesome job, amen, they did a great job, didn't the worship team do an awesome job today? They did awesome, man, they rocked it, loved it, and uh, if you did not know, AJ is not Latin, He's actually more uh, Polynesian, Hawaiian, a little bit more of that. But when he starts singing Latin, don't you think he's Latin? Like, oh, he must be Latin. No. You know what he has? He just has the spirit of God, the spirit of God that's there, and just be able to uh, sing like that. So, man, I wish I could sing like that. It's okay. I sing, I sing into the Lord. Good point. Amen. Good point. <laughs> Praise. The Lord. You have Isaiah 66? All right. Hold your finger there and listen to this verse really quick. Acts chapter 26, verse 19 says this. It says, so then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. Now let's read Isaiah 66. Verse 7 says, before she goes into labor, she gives birth. Before the pains come upon her, she delivers a son. Who has ever heard of such a thing? Who has ever seen such things? Can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a moment? Yet no sooner is Zion in labor than she gives birth to her vision. Father, be with us here today. Lord, if you can, can you impregnate us today by your Holy Spirit? Give us a vision. A vision for the heart of the bay that goes beyond our natural means, our our experiences goes beyond it all. Lord remove me, place your Holy Spirit behind this pulpit, let he that has an ear let him hear. Father, we give you the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. We all said Amen. before you're seated, shake your neighbor's hand and tell them, I dare you to get pregnant. <laughs> then you may be seated. I'm going to share with you a message that I shared with Victory Outreach Rancho a couple of weeks ago. Some of you were able to travel, some of you were not. But maybe those of you that even went, maybe you didn't get impregnated, but today you're going to get pregnant. You'll see what I'm talking about. Now, I know right now, even some of you, when I told you to ask your neighbor, I dare to get pregnant, some of you probably looked at your wife like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. no, no, no. If you notice, I didn't look at my wife at all. I don't dare you at all. We're done daring. That's it. I dared four times, and we're good with four. When I say the word pregnant right away, many of you think physically. Today, I don't want to talk about the physical. I want to talk the spiritual. We manifest things in the physical, but we deal with the spiritual. So when I asked you to ask your neighbor about getting pregnant, Can you see things in the spirit? Can you see in the spirit what God is trying to do with you today? And if you can, I can almost guarantee you there's fertile soil in this place. And God is going to impregnate many of you with the vision that you can only get from heaven. That's my prayer today. That there would be an impartation or today, for today's sake, an impregnation of the vision from heaven. And if you do that, you will find purpose. And when you find purpose, it doesn't matter what process you go through. You're waiting for the promise when you understand that. So that's what I want to deal with here today. See, what you and I must realize is that pregnancy is something that is very, very powerful and it has been given by God to you and I pregnancy is the reason why all of us are even here somebody got pregnant for you to be here somebody somebody had to go through the pain for you to be here somebody had to go through something for you to be born again See, pregnancy is a process that everyone must go through in order to have life. And life is what God give, what wants to give you and I. Somebody say life. See, in John chapter 10, the Bible says, For I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. In John 3, 16, it says, Whoever believes in me shall have eternal life. See, everything that God created has life, and everything that has life has growth. If you have life, then you should have growth. There are so many stories in the Bible that talk about pregnancy. Matter of fact, there's one in Genesis chapter 16. 16, uh, It talks about Father Abraham. Somebody say Abraham. Abraham. See, God told him that he was going to be a father, and he was going to be a father of many nations. However, he was going to be a father in God's timing. See, that's the other thing about pregnancy, is that you have to allow God's timing to take its process. See, too many people want the promise without the process. But you must realize that there is a process to your promise. And with Abraham, he wanted the promise too early. But you and I must realize that if you're going to get pregnant with God's vision, you've got to allow the process to happen. You can't get saved one day and then behind this microphone preaching the next day. It takes a little bit of time. A lot of people think when they see people up here singing or they see people up here preaching, and go, man, I want to do that. I want to do that tomorrow. I'm going to tell you right now, my friend, no, you don't. Be careful. You don't want to have a premature vision where it goes too quick, too fast. You must let it take its course. See, if Abraham would have just waited for the process, he would have appreciated the promise even a little bit more. See, it didn't happen his way. He wanted to speed it up. Uh, that's why I tell many times I, every guy I see in the home, I always tell them, just wait in the home. Just wait. Don't leave before it's time. There's way too many men that they leave too early. And they think, oh I'm, I'm good. I, I look, I, I'm good now. I actually I wear a suit now. I, I, could, I, I take showers. everything's great now. Everything's awesome, right? And I say that because you know many of the men they were living on the streets. My father was one of them, living on the streets, just out there, living in a bush wherever you can lay your hand. That's where you live. And so all of a sudden now you're, you're good for like two weeks. Oh, I feel good now. Therefore, I'm ready to go out into society. No, you're not. You what? What you and I must realize: we've been doing bad for so long. Good doesn't come overnight. It takes a while. That's why even when I tell people when it comes to dating, you got (laughs) to hold your horses. Matter of fact, they're not even horses. They're just ponies. Just leave them alone. No, no, Pastor, I'm telling you, I I love him and he loves me. You, you, You don't even know what love is. You know what you think love is? You're saying I love him the same way you love pizza. And you think it's the same love. It's not the same. It is totally, totally different. You have to wait its time. Let the process happen. You know what I found about this generation? That this generation thinks that everything can come so quickly. And you know you know the reason why? is because we put everything in your hands so quickly. If you want to get a hold of somebody on the other side of the world, you can do it in less than two seconds right now. Just like that. Years ago, it was like, oh, man, I got to wait for this boring preacher. Then I'm going to go home and get on the phone and go. Wrong number. Do it again. Everything's just coming so quick. Listen, if we're going to raise up a generation of men and women that are going to go after God, then you and I must realize there must be a process to the promise. You don't want it right away. Anything that's worth having, it has to take its time. Take its time. Now, listen, I understand that right away, man, I love him, I love her. Oh, that's good. That's for, You're learning what it is, but you're really not going to know what love is until there becomes an encounter. There has to be an encounter. I mean there, there's a point where you're like, oh, she's the best, he's the best." Oh, that's good, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be another point where he's the worst and she's the worst. It's just going to happen. But how you deal with that, that is the process. Somebody say the process. So when I was looking, I said, you know what, man, what is it that's going on even with this generation of today? And if we're not careful, we can totally uh, attain the promise, but we'll never appreciate the promise. So as I began to look, I said, man, this is pretty good. I read this. uh, I I don't want to say if it was a poem, if you will, but I actually kind of rewrote it a little bit. But I was reading it. I said, you know what? That's pretty heavy about this generation on why they won't wait. So I'm going to read this to you about relationships. Somebody say relationships. relationships. See, this generation, this is a generation that doesn't really want real relationships. This generation, they want a second cup of coffee in your Instagrams of lazy Saturday mornings. You want a second pair of shoes of artsy pictures you take of your feet. You want that Facebook official relationship that everybody can like and comment on. You want the post that wins relationship goals. You want the date for Saturday morning brunch, someone to drown those sorrows for the Monday blues. You want that Taco Tuesday partner. You want you, someone to text you good morning on a Wednesday. You want a plus one for all the weddings you keep getting invited to. How did they do it? How did they find happily ever after? But you're the generation that doesn't want that real relationship. You swipe left in hopes of finding the right one. You try to special order your soulmates like you do on Postmates. You read five ways he's into you and seven ways she'll fall for you, thinking you can fancy a person into a relationship like a Pinterest project. You invest more time into your Tinder profiles than you do into your personalities. Yet you're the ones who don't want that real relationship. You talk and you text, you Snapchat and you sext, you hang out and you happy hour, you go to coffee, you grab a drink, anything to avoid being really relational. You private message to meet up, you small talk for an hour, only to return home and then small talk via text. You forego any chance of achieving a real connection by mutually playing games with no winner. The only thing you wind up winning is most likely to be alone. You want the facade of a relationship without the work of a relationship. You want the hand-holding without the eye contact. You want the teasing without the serious conversations. You want the pretty promise without the actual commitment. You want to celebrate the anniversaries without the 365 days of work that lead up to them. You want the happily ever after without the effort in the here and now. You want to have deep connections but still keep things shallow. You want that World Series kind of love without the willing to go to bat. You want someone to hold your hands, but you don't want to put the power to hurt you in their hands. You want to be swept off your feet, but at the same time remain safely independently standing on your own. You want to keep chasing love, but you don't actually want to fall into it. You don't want relationships. You want friends with benefits. You want Netflix and chill. You want to fas- you want facades and Tinder. You want everything that will give you the illusion of a relationship without an actual relationship. You want the rewards with no risk. You want the payout with no cost. You want to connect enough, but not too much. You want to commit a little, but not a lot. You want to take it slow. You want to see where it goes. You don't want to label things. You want to just go with the flow. You want one foot out the door, you keep one eye open. You keep people at arm's length toying with their emotions, but mostly toying with your own. When things get too close to being too real, you run, you hide, you leave yourselves saying there's more fish in the sea. You want that downloadable person that's a perfect fit, just like an app you can update whenever there's a glitch. Compartmentalize it to a folder that you can delete whenever you have no more need for it. You don't want to unpack your baggage or worse, help someone else unpack theirs. You hide everything behind an Instagram filter. You choose a Netflix show over a real conversation. You feel entitled to love like you feel entitled to full-time jobs out of college. You want a placeholder, not a person. You want a warm body, not a partner. You want someone to eat with while you scroll through your news feed. See, what you need to recognize is that the things you truly want, the things that are deeply meaningful, the things that are genuinely fulfilling, all require patience. They all require work. They all require energy. See, the challenge with this generation is that they want to be with somebody who makes them happy when what you need to do is become someone who makes you happy. You sit with your friends discussing the rules, but no one even knows what game you're trying to play. Because the problem with this generation, not wanting a relationship, is that at the end of the day, you actually do relationships. Going into a place where, can I just download love? My friend, you cannot download love. What you have to do is you got to learn the love of God. The moment you learn the love of God, you're going to find out what real love is. Do not awaken love before it's time, the Bible says. Don't do it. You could try. You can go after it. But, my friend, if you want anything deep and meaningful, then, my friend, anything deep and meaningful is going to take some time. It's going to take a little bit of work. It's going to take a little bit of energy. It's going to take a little bit of getting hurt. Yes, my friend, you are going to open yourself up. You are going to be a little susceptible. But, my friend, the only way for you to know that God can heal you is you got to get hurt a little bit. There's gonna be some times where you're mad, I'm going through it. I don't have it all together. Good. Now God can put you together. See, that's the only way to really find out who God's love really is within your life. Do not awaken love before it's time. See, my friend, you and I must allow the process of pregnancy to fulfill its course. So you know what I've learned is that impatience is a killer for a premature Christian. Impatience is a killer. Uh, for a premature Christian. Diana Rankin said, instead of thinking about where you are, think about where you want to be. It takes 20 years of hard work to become an overnight success. It takes 20 years of hard work to become an overnight success. See, there's so many stories within the Bible where you will find a man or a woman getting pregnant. And if they didn't do it right, we begin to find out and see what took place within their life. There's a story by the man, a man by the name of Judah. Somebody say Judah. Judah was another one where pregnancy happened. But it happened the wrong way. See, with Abraham, it was premature. But with Judah, he, he got somebody pregnant and tried to hide the sin of pregnancy. You know, you, read it on your own. It's crazy. Genesis chapter 38, I think it's there. Genesis 38. Crazy story. It's so crazy, I think this is where they got Jerry Springer's show from. I'm serious. It's crazy. It's a crazy story. He went out. He got a prostitute. Went and got the prostitute. Got her pregnant. After she got pregnant, come to find out, uh, the prostitute was his daughter-in-law. What? Uh, Then he's like, "Uh, okay, look, I know you're my daughter-in-law. I didn't know that. I was a little too, (laughs) you know. So can we just kind of keep it on the shh, don't tell nobody. Here, look, let's get a seal. I'm going to seal it. Let's seal this up. Don't nobody know. Then everyone found out. Oh, my gosh, they put him in front of Jerry Springer, and everyone was like, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. So sometimes also when it comes to pregnancy, you're going to want to make sure that it's with the right one. Make sure that your vision is from God. Somebody say, from God. See, Jesus himself was always telling his disciples stories and always trying to put something inside of them because he knew that he wasn't going to be with them all the time. So what was he trying to do? He was trying to impregnate them and get them ready to share the gospel all over the world. See, that's what we do here every Sunday. We try to put something inside of you because we can't do this every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we try to put it inside of you on Sunday so you can go throughout the whole week and say, look what God gave me. Look what God did with inside of my life. This is something personal. See, this is what Jesus did with his disciples. And this is what you and I must understand when it comes To even attending church. You know what I found? That there's a lot of people that come to church that they've been coming to church for 10 years plus, but they're still newcomers. 20 years, what? They're still newcomers. See, God has called us to be new creations, not newcomers. Uh, In other words, eventually, you have to evolve that newcomer into a new creation. In other words, you cannot look like the same one that you were before when you came in. That's a newcomer. I come I'm I'm brand new coming, but this is just how I look. Hey, cool, that's great. That's awesome. Powerful. Praise the Lord. But go for it. But eventually there become there should be a new creation. You're not the same one that you used to be. You're not the same man that you used to be. You're not the same woman. I don't talk the same talk. I don't walk the same walk. I don't look the same look. Why? Because God has put something inside of me. And because it's inside of me, I am now a new creation. Behold, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Tell your neighbor you're a new creation. Somebody once said, many an opportunity is lost because a man is out looking for a four-leaf clover. See, a lot of people are out there looking for the opportunity to change when really the the opportunity to change is inside here. It's not out there. It's in here. See, this is where you're able to say, you know what, God, do something with me that you haven't done within my life before. And when you do that, all of a sudden things begin to change. Now, this is where I want to parallel it right here. We're going to parallel the physical with the spiritual, right? That's what parables are. A parable is nothing more than a parallel, right? The, the, the lost coin, the lost sheep, because you're just kind of paralleling the spiritual with the physical. So I want to kind of give a little parable, if you will, here today. And I think I know a little bit about, about it. It's called pregnancy. How many moms do we have here? Okay, so all you moms will definitely understand it. Maybe some of you dads like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. understand." That's okay. That's why we're talking in the spirit, not in the physical. But moms might understand right away. But this is what I want you to do, mom. The moment you hear it, right away you're going to go to your past experience, which is good. It was great. It brings an attachment. But what I want you to do is I want you to attach whatever experience you had in the past And bring it to your present and let God take hold of it and give you a destiny. And if you do that, you're really going to catch this message. If you really can catch that. Now, we're going to talk about pregnancy. Somebody say pregnancy. I've had four children, or she's had four children. I just sat there and watched. Good job, babe. You're awesome. I'll talk about parenting later, but right now we're talking about the pregnancy. And in the first stage of pregnancy, I remember when my wife first told me, she goes, we're pregnant. I was like, wow, whoa, we're pregnant. You know, I I really didn't, if I'm honest, I didn't have a crazy reaction. Yeah! I was like, oh, wow, we're pregnant. What do you do? In this process of pregnancy, a lot of things started happening. In the first stage of pregnancy, this is very important, in the first stage of pregnancy, what I have found my wife, what happened happen is she would, we'd be sitting there, and I don't know where she would get up and she would go to the restroom. I'd say, what are you doing? I'd say, man, I just feel like I gotta throw up. I'd say, what's happening? I don't know. In the first stage of pregnancy, whatever is inside has to come out. In other words, the old has to make room for the new. If you're gonna get pregnant with the vision from God, then your old has to come out. You cannot be the same man or same woman that you were years ago. If you're going to have something new from God, this cannot be the same old Stevan, the same old Daryl, the same old Selene. You cannot be the same one that you were years ago. There has to be something new. But in order for the new to fit in there, the old has to come out. So if you're going to get pregnant and you're in this first stage, then you must realize that the old stuff has got to come out. You cannot be the same man or same woman that you were before. In order there to be a fully developed vision, the old has to come out. Somebody say, come out. See, the Bible calls this seed, it calls it salvation. And when you get it inside of there, it begins to grow. Somebody say, grow. Now in this stage, when the old comes out, you must start eating healthier. You have to. It's very important in this first stage. You have to start eating healthier. You got to start being mindful of the movies that you now watch. Maybe before you can handle it, but the new vision inside can't handle it no more. Maybe before the music that you listen to, you could handle it, but now the new one, I can't do it anymore. Now, when I was growing up, I would go to sleep to music. I had it all the time. I had I had this little headboard, never forget, little uh, CD player, put it right there. And I always had it on, at the time it was 107.7 and KMEL and Wild 94.9 when they switched over, all that stuff. So I always had it right there. So before I went to bed, now this is the thing, I lived in a godly home. My parents didn't allow it. They did not allow none of that music, not in my house. I'm the man. Cool, you're the man but the way I saw it, like a rebellious thinker, we figure out ways to make it happen. Right? When you want something, oh, you're going to get it. Sure, pastor, whatever you want. (laughs) I'm going to get that right there. You say it good in front of us, but oh, no, no, you're going to figure it out. You got a vision. You'll do whatever you got to do. So I remember I used to go to sleep to this music. It's hard to listen to it over and over again. Then I got saved. Then, when I got saved, years would go by. Now I'm like 24, 25. I would hear this music, and right away I remembered it. Like, what in the world? And I started hearing. Even just the, just the other day, I was uh, I was driving, I had my windows down, and this guy was bumping it, and I could just hear that. Boom, 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 boom when I met you last night, baby. I was like, oh, man. Roll up the window. I was driving like. the heck? See, you must realize that music can feed your vision. A lot of people, oh, I can handle it. Well, maybe you can handle it, but your vision can't. I'm gonna, actually, you know what's funny? I'm going to talk about music this Thursday. I'm preaching this Thursday on music. You want to you wanna talk about Because people ask me all the time, is there wrong with worldly music? Uh, that, that question actually cancels itself out. That You should already know that. Right, Worldly music. That You're asking the wrong question because you're asking me, is there anything wrong with worldly music? The answer is yes. You just said it. Worldly music. That's not the question you're trying to ask. The question you're trying to ask is what is worldly music? That's a different question. Because to answer your question, can I listen to worldly music? No. It's worldly. Don't do it. Your question really is what is worldly music? Ah. We're going to talk about that this Thursday. Did you know that music is the only element that God created not on earth? You think you're listening to music. No, you're listening to heavenly notes that were brought down to this earth. You and I were created from the dust of this earth, the oceans, everything. God made it here, but music wasn't made here. It was made somewhere else, brought here. We're going to go there this Thursday. I'll tell you what. We're going to go there. It's going to be good. Tell telling you, AJ, you're going to like it. We're going to rock, bro. We're going to rock. But look at this is what I'm saying. Now for those of you like, well, what is pastor saying? I'm trying to say this. When it comes to having a vision from God, you got to be careful what you feed your vision. Be careful to the places that you go. Be careful to the things that you listen to. Be careful to the, Oh be careful little eyes what you see. Oh be careful little eyes what you see. For the Father up above looking down with tender love. Oh be careful little eyes. What's on your computer? What's on your phone? What's on your Netflix? Who you chilling with? What you doing? You gotta be careful. So you're looking at me like, does Pastor know what Netflix and chill means? Of course I know what it means. <laughs> I got more game than an arcade. Come on huh? But <laughs> <laughs> look at. This is what's very important. A lot of people try to avoid. I'm not avoiding nothing. If we're going to talk about sex. Let's talk about it. I don't have a problem with it. right? right? Let's talk about it. Bible talks about it all the time. Let's talk about Song of Solomon. That boy, my God. I don't know how we could do it with 300 wives. Thank you, Apostle, for just telling us one wife. Hallelujah. One wife. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. One is good. You're the best. You make up for all 299. (laughs) Solomon had no idea what he was talking about. See, the Bible says that the word of God is the bread of life. He is the bread of life. Even in one of our most famous prayers, it says, give us this day our daily bread. See, what you and I must realize is that every day you feed your vision. But what are you feeding it? What are you feeding your vision? Are you feeding it money? Then guess what's gonna come out? Money. Are you feeding it hate? Guess what's gonna come out? Hate. Are you feeding it bitterness? Guess what's gonna come out? Bitterness. That's just the way that it is. You have to be very intentional on what you feed your vision. Because by the time it comes out, it's going to be fully developed. And by the time it's fully developed, you can't change it anymore. That's what it is. So in this first stage, you have to be very careful on what you feed yourself. You must eat healthier. Somebody say healthier. Then in the second stage, somebody say second stage. When you get this vision, this is very important because I'm praying that many of you catch a vision here today. Many of you get pregnant here today. That's my prayer, that we get a lot of people pregnant here today. And that you get in the second stage. Because in the second stage, what happens is many people around you begin to notice that there's something inside of you. They go, hey, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but, man, you, you look different. You talk different. You walk different. You don't look like the rest of us. You look different. What is it about? Did you change your hair? Did you perm that bad boy? That's what it is. What did you do? Uh, nothing. I'm dressed the same. I'm same job. I'm here with you guys. Same. Oh, that's what it is. I got the Holy Spirit upon me. See, people around you start noticing that there's something different about you. You're not the same man. You're not the same woman. See, what happens is you start telling everybody, hey, check out my vision. See, when you have a vision, and this is very important. Listen to me, life group leaders. When you have a vision for your life group, you stop looking at everyone else's and you start focusing in on yours. Listen to me, life group leaders. Far too often you look at other people's life group or even within churches. You look at other people's churches. Look what they got. No, look what you got. See, when you got a vision, you got a purpose, and you want to start taking care of that vision. You want to make sure, hey, man, look what I got. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to invest. I'm going to do this. Why? Because I want to take care of this vision that God has given me. I do not want to be disobedient to the heavenly vision that you put inside of me, God. This is my vision, not hers, not his. It's mine. When you have a vision that God gave you, listen to me. This is the bread of the message right here. This is where I'm going to close. This is very, very important. Do you have a vision from God? Because if you do, then we'll see it. We'll just call it for today, we'll call it that vision bump. You know that little vision bump? that You could have like, oh, man, there's something different beside you. Yeah, it's called a vision. Some of you need to start getting a new vision. You need to start getting a vision. It's called Russia. a oh, vision right there. A little vision right here. What is that? Oh, yeah, you know what it is? It's called Romania. You should check it out right here. A vision for Israel. You should look at that. I'm going to take care of this right here. And for some of you, you say, well, I'm not going to travel around the country. Okay. You should go, oh, look. It's called Tennyson. Look at this right here. There's a little vision for Tennyson. It's really cool. It's got this Bible set right here. Some of you in the gang, you need to start having a vision. It's called Hayward High. Look at this right here. It's called Hayward High. It's really nice. It's Hayward High. Very nice. So we say, well, I don't go to high school. Okay, here, look, look at this vision. It's called my family. It's called my mom. I got a vision for my mom right there. One day she she's going to get it. I'm going to take care of her. Watch. I'm going to take care of her. It's called my dad right here. Watch. He's going to get saved. He's going to put down the bottle and pick up a Bible. Watch. I'm going to take care of him right here. I, I got a vision. I, I See, other people can't feel it, but you can. That's why when you even tell people that vision, they go, pfft. What's wrong with you? It's okay. You don't feel it like I do. You, you haven't experienced this like I do. You, you don't have a heart-to-heart like I have. There's something that's coming inside of me that God birthed inside of me that can nobody tell me any different. Listen to me, my friend. When God has put a vision inside of your life, no one else can tell you any difference. It's in here. It's a vision. That's why I love it when you guys say, I'm going to be a director. Good. Take care of that thing. I'll be a director one day. Good. And start talking like a director. Start acting like a director. Start moving like a director. Start taking correction like a director. He that finds a wife finds a good thing. Listen to me, women that are single. Bible doesn't say he that finds a girlfriend finds a good thing. You want a husband? Act like a wife. Conduct yourself like a woman of integrity, a woman of discipline, a woman of love, a woman of loyalty. You want a boyfriend? Act like a girl. You want a husband? Act like a woman. Like a woman of God. No, 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 no. This is the spirit of MC Hammer. (laughs) Can't touch this. I I, got to take care of this. It's a vision right here. See this vision? It ain't you. Get away from me. Simple as that. It's simple. Because you're taking care of the vision that God has given you. When God gave it to you, can't nobody else take it away. It's it doesn't matter who it is. And this is very important, too. This is very, very important. When it's a vision from God, the past can't come in and take away. Ho- I'll say it again for those of you that didn't catch that. When it's a vision from God cuz you're a new creation. The past can't come in and say, "Man, you look good now." Oh, man, I've been noticing you now. But you go, ah, "Can't touch this." You don't you don't belong on this side of the creation. You belong over there. You you're you're the BC. Stay over there on the BC side. This is the NC. This is the new creation side. When you understand that, can't nobody have your vision? See, what I also learned, even in this stage, is that your cravings begin to change in the second stage. The things that you wanted to do the things that you wanted to have before, you don't want anymore. I, I don't know what it was, but man, my wife, when uh, I'm not sure if it was with all four kids. It felt like all four kids. But uh, for sure with the first one, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my wife would be craving it's it. Okay, you're looking at me like you don't know what it's it is. It's it. it, it, it it's, it's the bomb. <laughs> It's It. It's called It's It Ice Cream. Now, I didn't know what it was. I'll be honest with you. Like It's It. Even the first time she told me, she goes, can you give me it? It's It? Like, what? What are you talking about? I'm a Ben and Jerry's guy. That's a, I just do Ben and Jerry's. But so, I haven't had that in, man, a long time. I, I think it's time now. I think it's time. It's time. I need to get Ben and Jerry's. I haven't had it in like a year. My God. Well, when I do have it. So she said, give me an It's It. Okay, I guess I'll go get it. Went looking for it. Came back. I got her one ice cream. Learned my lesson. She goes, oh, that was so good. Can you give me another? What? I just (sighs) went. Now, this happened almost every other day. And it would happen not at 7 at night, not at 8 at night. Not even at midnight. This is what happens sometimes at 1 o'clock in the morning. You got to go. Joe, are you serious right now? I'm fine. You don't have to get it for me. It's not like I'm just carrying your seat or anything. No biggie. No big deal. I'll just sleep this way. Maybe the cravings will change. Okay, all right. No, okay, all right, cool. Then I learned, you know, I went and I got the boxes of It's It. And I said, okay, no more one ice cream. Get the boxes. You know what I found, though, is that her cravings also affected me. So when she started changing, so did I. Because if you're going to hang around me and my vision, you have to change too. Something has to change. You, you cannot be around me and not change. You, you, you cannot be around my workplace. You cannot be around my family and not hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ changed my life. And you're gonna, if you're going to be around me, you're going to hear what God has done It's inside of my life. I am a new creation and you're going to hear it too. I'm craving God and you're going to get it too. The cravings in that second state, you just start telling everybody, Hey, look what God did within my life. And I know people look at you funny like, Oh my gosh, you're in that G, you're a Jesus freak. Yeah, I'm a Jesus freak, and you're gonna hear it. That's how it works. If you don't want to hear it, then get away from me because I'm pregnant. Because when you got a vision, it's just you can't help it. I need to talk about it. I have to say something. I got to show you my vision. I just, it just comes out. It's just uh, something I always talk about. It's something that always happens. Whenever I get around Pastor Sonny, he's always talking about this. He's talking about Panama. He's talking about Africa. So it just comes natural because why? Because he's got a vision. I got to talk about it. I got to be about it. Something's got to happen because you you got this craving. I just want to be around it. I want to talk about it. We need to raise up disciples. We want to raise up life group leaders. We want to raise up different people all around here. We want to start sending them out all over. Hey, we're all over the East Bay. Why? Because there's a craving that's deep inside. We want to start making a change in the city of Hayward. We want to start putting people in the city hall. We want to start putting them all over here. Why? Because there's a craving that God has put inside of us. We are going to change Hayward for God's honor and God's glory. It's it's just the way that it is. It's just happening. It's just happening. If you don't like it, get away from me because I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. Can't you see? I'm pregnant. There's something that is inside that God has done. So when you're in the second stage, your cravings begin to change. You're not the same anymore. And the third stage and the last one, and I'll close with this one, is that in the third stage, you become a little bit more sensitive. A little bit more sensitive. In other words, your senses get heightened. Now, I'm not talking emotionally. This is very important because I know right away, I know a lot of you women, you attach it right away to emotions. Oh, I'm emotional. No, no, no. I'm talking your spiritual, not emotional. Your spiritual senses get heightened. Your sense of faith, heightened. Your sense of purpose, love, heightened. Everything, it gets heightened. You're not the same that you were before. All of a sudden, you start seeing things differently. You know what? I've never tithed before. I'm going to tithe now. I've never laid hands on anybody, but you know what? I'm going to lay hands on somebody. Everything just gets heightened. Like, man, I just, I've never... done this before I've never preached before I've never got behind a microphone at a a street rally I've never done this before but you know what I'm going to do it why because faith starts rising up and then people around you start saying hey I, I can see something different about you there's something there yeah man I'm telling you God has put something inside of my life and these senses I start hearing it I start hearing the word of God differently I don't hear it the same way that it was before see faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord See, some of you, you heard words like this before you were saved, but you didn't have faith inside of you. So that's why when you hear it this way, you hear it now on this side of the impartation, this side of the impregnation, it's different. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. So before you were saved, you might have heard, Jesus loves you. Yeah, who cares? Now you're saved. Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. Man, it's powerful. Thank God for that. Man, it's a little little bit different now. It's not the same. Uh, For those of you moms, when you first had your kid, you thought a certain way before you had your kid. Oh, no, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But when you have your kid, it's different. You change. It's just. It's a different mindset. It's just the way that you think. No, I, I have to change the way that I, I I eat for for him or for her. I have to change the way that I move, the places I go to. Why? Because everything is changing. Everything around me is changing. So now you begin to realize that God has put something inside of you. You got to take care of now. You see things differently. Listen. Now it is time for Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay to start moving and talking and getting in the realm of supernatural faith. Somebody say faith. See, this is very, very important. I remember I'd be sitting there on my couch. My wife was pregnant. We were about to have the baby. And I'd be sitting there on my couch watching TV. And all of a sudden, my wife would walk in. She'd go, did you hear that? I hear what? I didn't hear anything. No, 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 no. listen. I go, what are you talking about? I'm watching the TV. She'd go, no, 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 listen, listen. Ah, no. oh, fine. I put the TV on mute. Boom. Started hearing it. I said, how in the world did you hear that? She goes, a superhero (laughs) she didn't say that but that's what i thought but she would say i just have super hearing i don't know what it is i could just i can hear how could you not hear that i just didn't hear it see that's why many people when they come here to church and you talk with them hey how was church "Eh, it was all right it was cool pastor was somewhat funny he kind of knew what netflix and chill was so that was cool So what do you want to do? I don't know. Let's go watch Netflix. You talk to somebody else. Hey, how was church? Oh, church was awesome. Church was great. It was powerful. Oh, man, you should have seen it. The worship was on. Everything was great. They had the same exact experience, but a different encounter. Different encounter. Why? Because one has the vision inside of them, and the other doesn't. Gone to the same place. You ever gone to a restaurant, right, and, and you even heard from somebody about the restaurant? Oh, don't go there. It's no good. You go there. It's really good. Like What the heck? I don't, I don't get it. Why? Because it's just a different perspective. It's a different way of looking at it. When you have the vision from inside, the vision from on high inside of you, it changes the way you do things. Listen to me, Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay. This is very important. I believe that God is preparing us. God is getting us ready. He's been getting us ready now for a few months and a few years, but there is something that is about to happen to Victory Outreach Heart of the Bay, and I'm telling you, I hope that you are ready because God is up to something with our homes, with our men, with our women, with our gang, with our Worship God is doing something, and there's an impartation that is happening. When it's time, victory average heart of the bay. The vision can you sense the vision? The vision of God, what God wants to do really soon. Pastor Toby and Bev, I don't know when, don't know where, but you're gone. They're going somewhere, they're going to South Africa. Hopefully, if they don't want to send them to Africa, they can send them to Zimbabwe. They're going somewhere, though going anywhere. Because when you got this vision, eh, I can't stay around too long. You got to go. You got to go. You can come to the piano. For those of you that are here and you're saying, man, I I want God to do something with me. Good. He is doing something with you in the process. In the process. There's a process to your promise. Don't let it be premature. Some of you are here, man, this is really what I want to say because we have a a mixed generation within Victory at Retard of the Bay. So it's it, it's a a, a a great dynamic, if you will, for our church. Because our church has been around a long time, but we have a lot of young people. But let, we also have a lot of seasoned ves- veterans, too. And when I say that, there becomes a, a, a certain dynamic on the way to do things. Because... You don't want to go too far into the new because in the old are like, hey, how come we don't do it like this? And then you don't want to go too far into the old because the new is like, ah, this ain't me. So there's like a, a small dynamic that is in there that I'm just going to call the bridge for right now. We'll just call it the vision. If both generations could jump on the bridge of vision, that's where you'll find each other. You'll find each other right there because you see it right there. Because they could see it and they could see it. You come on board, there it is right there. We're in this together. We're doing this together. I I don't know exactly what God has for the future of Victory Outreach Heart. I don't know the exact future, but I do know one thing. That old song that we used to sing, because he holds the future. I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. And as long as he's the one holding it, We're going to be all right. We're going to be just fine. God knows exactly what he's doing with who he's doing it with. It's the perfect part of the vision that you and I, that God has given us. Now, this is the thing, and I close with this, is that in order to get pregnant by anybody, there must be intimacy. If you're going to get pregnant with the Holy Spirit, you must be intimate with him. You have to be intimate with him. In other words, Sundays, they're good, but they don't allow that impartation to fully transpire, fully process within his life. I want to challenge you. Wake up tomorrow morning, get on your. If you've never done this, try it. Get up in the morning, give God 10 minutes. Just give him 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Try it. Just give him 10 minutes. Say, well, I need my coffee. No, you don't really need coffee. You need the Holy Spirit. That's what you need. Because trust me, I've seen some of you after coffee. You still need looks like more coffee. You know, people always say, don't talk to me until I have my coffee. Like I feel like make a new shirt. Shouldn't talk to you until you have the Holy Spirit. You know, it's what you really need. What you really need is the Holy Spirit. But you don't know my past. You're right. I don't know your past. You don't know what I've been through. You're absolutely right. I have no idea what you've been through. But he did this to me. I get it. He, he probably did do that to you. But she said this about me. I'm pro- pretty sure she did say that about you. But if you want to change for your future, I don't care how many cups of coffee you have. care how many clothes you have in the closet how many cars you have in the driveway, how big your house is, doesn't matter. Until you get an impartation of the Holy Ghost, it's going to be the same. You have to get intimate with Him. Let Him get intimate with you as a man, intimate with you as a woman, intimate with you as a husband, intimate with you as a wife, as a son, as a daughter, as a Christian, as a life group leader, as a disciple, as a brother, as a sister. You got to let Him get intimate with you. Let Him deal with those things and, all. Man, I don't, oh, but I like thinking like this. I like doing it this way. Oh, you got to throw it up, get it out. Oh, but I don't like that. I want to do it my way. I'm fine, if you're gonna do it your way, give me back that vision. No, no, no. I want. to Okay, well then it's got to come out. You can't. You can't do that anymore. You can't. Talk, oh man, I got. You mean I can't? Yeah. You're going. It's got. Yeah, I'm putting a new vision inside of you. Oh, I know it's gonna hurt. But believe me when I say this. Those nine months that my wife went through, I thank God for that. I got an awesome son now. I got two beautiful daughters now. I, got, I, I, I love it. The, 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 the promise is way greater than the process. Way better. I know the process hurts. It's supposed to hurt. It's supposed to uh, make you uncomfortable. It's, it's supposed to. You're supposed to get uncomfortable. People are supposed to talk about you. Why are they talking about me? They're supposed to. You're in the process. People hating on me. They shouldn't be hating on me. No, actually, they should be hating on you. They should be. That's not right. Well, then it's not a process. In order for there to be a process, you're going to have haters. You're going to have people that don't like you. They're going to have people that talk about you, gossip about you, bitter about you. You're going to have that. It's supposed to, but it's okay. Because at the end of the process, at the end of it all, God has given you a vision. God has given you a promise that can nobody take it away. It is God given. It is God given. It is God given. It is God given. And if God gave it to you, no one and nothing can take it away. Victory Outreach Heart, God has given us a vision for the city, for the bay, for the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands with me here today. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Father, come on, stand with me here. Lift your hands. Let the Holy Spirit, come on, let the Holy Spirit talk with you, deal with you. If you're here today and you say, you know what? I need, I want the Holy Spirit to deal with me. I want you to slip out of your seat. Come right now. Come on, let the Holy Spirit talk with you. Oh, come to this altar. I surrender. Let's just get right to it. Let the Holy Spirit do what he has to do. It's just between you and him.
1: You and him.